everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Gem of a Secret podcast. Donna actually happens to be sick this week, so instead, I've decided to do something a little different. I decided to do an interview by myself, so we'll see how that turns out. But a couple of updates about us. Um, as we've continued on our podcast journey, we are always looking for people to submit commercials to us. Go to agemofasecretpodcast.com to submit stuff to us, and we could possibly create a commercial. Even if you want to just support your, like, support your drag show or promote a product that you have or give us a discount code, we're always looking forward to doing that for each and every single one of you. So, yeah. We're really excited for this next guest. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you. Podcast with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Our special guest today is Barb B. Valentine. Hey, Barb, how are you? I am doing great. How are you, Coco? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Um, so, Barb, the kids, the first question I have for you is you don't actually perform a lot. How did I know um, that was going to be the first question? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because, number one, okay, so I just have to um, give Barb these kudos. So, Barb, Barb will, like, walk into a space, like, full done up, dragged for the gods, hair for the gods, outfit, tall as hell, and just, like, be stunning. And we're like, oh, my God, are you performing? She's like, no. Nope, just here no. to support. Just here to support. <laughs> Barb's is always here to support and always looks so good. And everybody's always like, damn, girl, you want to, like, twirl a number with this? Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, actually, um, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us, why don't you perform often? Um, It's going to sound cheesy, but... Um... When I first started, I was like, I didn't want to be in the spotlight uh, looking like a bugger. Um, I wanted to get, mm. like, comfortable with, like, my face and my makeup and outfits and hair and all that before I got on stage for everybody to see me under the lights. Um, and then I got to the point where I just... I, I'm a big bitch, and I know that's not an excuse because we have a lot of big <laughs> bitches here in Portland that, like, kill the stage. Um, mm-hmm. but my sweat sweats and I don't want to spend all that time getting like ready and in face to do one number and be like, I am so hot. I'm sweating everywhere. Mm. Um, and then I just, I have like this awkward, like stage presence where I'm like, I don't like outside of like performing, I dance around and I'm like, fine. But then I'm like, when I'm on stage, I'm like, I feel like I look awkward and I don't want to. Oh people to read me to filth because they're like, oh, this bitch can't perform to save her life. And I'm like, you're right, I can't. Um, so I'm just going to come up, uh, come into the, the club, show a face, do a cute little, hey, everybody, get a drink and throw some dollar bills. That actually, I mean, that's really honorable because drag is kind of, sorry, drag shows is kind of nothing without audiences. Yeah. Um, we need audiences to make it a show. And so that kind of makes a lot of sense there. I did see um, your performance at the Duke and Duchess pageant um, or ball. Is it called a ball or pageant? Pageant, I think. Yeah, I think. We'll okay. go with that. So, because it was your step down. Because, yeah. um, and what was your title? Uh, Dutch X number one with the Sweethearts of Portland. 
Yeah, so Barb was Dutch X number one, and they did a performance, and the gown was beautiful. Oh my gosh, Shout it was beautiful. Gold. Hey, if you need a gown, hit her up. That was Shaniqua? Yeah. Dang. She be coming out of the left field with some of these. I'm like, dang, where'd you get that? She's like, Shaniqua. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's shiny. And they're like, oh, yeah, Shaniqua stoned that for me. Right. Well, and with another thing with, like, performing is half the time my shit, like, something always goes wrong. So I'm, like, I'm always prepared Mm -hmm. up until that second. And then, like, a hair is not delivered or an outfit rips or whatever. So for my step down, I ordered this, like, beautiful, like, little getup. And I got it. And it Mm -hmm. was so ugly. I got it two days before my step down. So ugly. Ugh. And I'm like, great, now I can't step down because I don't have a gown. So everyone's like, well, just... You're like, cancel. Yeah, they're like, just brought one from Shanique when I'm like, she does that? So I was like, girl, last minute I know, do you have anything that I can borrow, rent, or use for this step down? And she was like, yeah, come check out my stuff. She has... I'm like, uh, I'm not even going to buy any more gowns. I'm just going to rent them from you, girl. Yeah, T. She has some of the most... Oh, and her shoes. Her shoes. Oh, my God, her oh, shoes. Her. Yeah, me too. Oh, my goodness. She has so many beautiful things that I just absolutely love. So during your step down, um, was was that your first time performing? Um, no, so I've performed... Like, obviously, I had to do a number for when I stepped up into oh, right. uh, Dutch X. And that was actually my very first time ever performing because I had just started drag... Um, a couple months before that. So I mm-hmm. didn't have any like experience on stage. Um, so that was terrifying. Um, and then I've done like a couple, uh, like I, I actually do enjoy performing at Rooster Rock because it, there's like no um, expectations of it. It's like, we're all hot. We're all at the beach. Like whatever you're going to do, people are going to yell and scream. Um, so I've done yeah. that the past two years, and I think you've done it the two years too. Yeah, I did it. The I did. It, I don't know how many they've had, but I've done it at least once each yeah. year. So last year was the first one, and this past summer that we just got out of, they did it again. Um, and then I've done like a couple little pop up numbers where my thing is, is like, if people specifically ask me to be like, "Hey, I really want you to perform," and I'm like, "Uh, mm-hmm. I'll think about it. I'll see what I can do. I'll." do my best to do it and like i feel so bad about when you ask me because like i really talked myself into doing it <laughs> and then uh the your show would have been the first time that i like stepped out as like barbie valentine so i was like i want it to be like memorable and i want it to come with like something new and like not in the words of kimberly michelle westwood my pedestrian drag um, so I had all this stuff like ordered and like just nothing was going right. And I spiraled out of control. And I was like, no, cause if I'm not going to look put together enough to like debut Barb, I don't want to do it. Um, so I owe you a show. So next time you ask me, I'll be ready. Cause <laughs> as you can see, I've stepped up a little bit. God, your wigs look amazing. Yeah. Also shout out to Lila cause she, uh, whooped him out for me. Yeah, um, your stuff looked so put together. Uh, we'll get to investitures here in a second, but yeah, I could. So for the audience, because they can't see behind Barb right now, she has like all of these beautiful wigs, these styled beautiful wigs behind her, and it's like, oh, God, I have this stupid little gold like <laughs> thing for when I do interviews. Um, yeah. So um, what made you? So let's go back to the beginning because that was just some stuff I wanted to touch on right away. Um, one, where'd you get your new drag name from? Because you weren't always Barbie Valentine. And two, and two, what made you want to get into drag? 
Um, so my drag started out as a joke and it, I mean, we haven't really <laughs> progressed from there cause it still is a joke. Um, but my first drag mom, Jane Doe, uh, the beautiful mess that she is, uh, was living downtown Portland and we would always hang out and she had got this, um, leather pride gown and it was like too small for her. And then she had a, like a new hair that she didn't like. It was very like Wamana and not her like typical look. So we were like hanging out and we ate a bunch of edibles and like we were drinking and she was like, do you want to go out and drag? And I was like, with what? All I have is heels girl. Like I don't got no dragging, got no hair, I got no makeup. So she painted me and we had went out and drag. Um, and it, that was like the start of the end. Cause it was just like a total different experience to like go out as like a boy as Derek and then go out as like a drag a quote drag queen. Um, right. And then from there I was like, I guess I could like do this. I already know how to walk in heels and like, that's not an issue. Cause I've been doing that. I don't know if you, you know that, but like when I started going out to the gay clubs, like that's what I was known for was, Oh, that boy in heels or that guy in heels. Oh. Cause I would go out just like jeans and a hoodie with like a hat on backwards and like a pair of sticks <laughs> and heels. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So I was like, I already know how to like walk in heels. So I have that going for me. Um, and then she put me in drag for the first time and it was like a wrap. So she gave me a bunch of like hand-me-down like makeup to play with. And um, uh, shortly after that is when we kind of started closing down for COVID. Um, like mm. clubs are like, well, we're limited or we're closing. So we were all locked up and I had a bunch of makeup and I was like, I might as well just like sit here and play with makeup. So if I look like a toad, like I don't have to go out because nothing's open. Um, so I started right, playing with right. makeup. And then, um, uh, and a girl, it was a mess. I have so many pictures <laughs> on my phone that I'm like, have locked away just for like humbling experiences. So like, this is where I came from. Like I wasn't mm -hmm. always pretty. So don't talk shit about people's makeup. Um, yeah. and then, uh, Jane Doe decided to kind of hang up her wigs and stop doing drag for mm -hmm. a while. Um, so she was like, well, I'm not going to like abort you or disown you because like, you've kind of made a name. I was a dildo, the pun behind mm -hmm. it, uh, a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. So she was like, I'm going to like hang up drag, but if you want to keep the name and like, that's fine. Um, but also I want to let you know that Shima reached out to me and asked if I would be willing to like give you up so that she could take you on. And I was like, what? Shima B? Shima B Valentine? Uh, and then, like, shortly after that, Shima messaged me and she was like, hey, I talked to Alara and I wanted to run something past you. And, like, in my mind, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, I don't even care what you're going to ask me because I know, yes. Uh, but she was very, like, respectful about it. And, um, you know, she was like, I understand if you don't want to, but she was like, I love you as a person and, like, I love, like, what you're doing with your drag. And I would love to take you on and like guide you, but not as like a child, as like a sister. So we're like equals. Um, wow. And I was like, yeah, obviously, like I would love to be a part of like whatever capacity you want me as. If it's a, a child, a sister, a niece, like whatever. But I was like, yes, I would love to. Um, yeah. And then from there with the name, um, I went through like that drag transition where I was like, Adelda was cute, but I was like, I. I felt like an old woman when people were like, what are your name? And I'm like, 
I'm a doll. <laughs> and everyone would be like, oh, like the singer? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But like, no, there's a pun behind it. So I'd always have to be like, Adele Doe. And then nobody would get the reference. So um, when I was coming up with a new name, I wanted something that was... Um, that like rolled off the tongue kind of easy and it wasn't like hard for mm. people to remember. Uh, and jokingly again, my drag is a joke. Uh, I told Shima, I was like, I'm going to go by Barb middle initial B <laughs> Valentine. So I could be like Barb or Barbie. Like when I'm feeling more like bubblegum, I'll be Barbie. Or like when I'm feeling more mm-hmm. matronly, I'll be Barb. And, <laughs> uh, everybody was like, that's so fucking stupid. Like, you, you're really going to change the name to Barb. And I was just like, yeah, because why the fuck not? There's no other Barbs. Like, <laughs> what other drag queen do you know of that's Barb? Um, yeah. So it stuck. So I, I went with Barbie Valentine. Um, and it's it's been fun because now there's like a running joke with the sisters where it's like, like yesterday we went to the Nutcracker. Um, mm-hmm. And I showed up in sweatpants a parka and a hat because I didn't realize that it's like it's a ballet you should dress up and everyone's like fucking Barb like in typical Barb fashion <laughs> this is how she shows up um, so yeah so she went with Barbie Valentine and it stuck and I love my name that, that's so great yeah. I'm actually in the process of considering I've been trying to change my drag name pretty much since I started and um, when you get on a any kind of show, you usually don't want to change right. it because then you can lose potentially lose out on notoriety. And but the thing is, like for me, I feel like it's finally time. Um, like yes, like with all the merch aside and all of the stuff, the website, domain name, email addresses, like, right, <laughs> like, like all of that else, stuff, huh? and everything else that comes with it, even business cards. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a journey, but I think that like, but that's the reason why, like, I want to fall back in love with drag a little bit. And I also want to fall in love with the pun name I came up with. And so, cause I always want, I never had a punny name. Yeah. And so people will be like, what is like, whose family are you part of with all these names? I was like, nope, it's just a long name. Like Nicole Page Brooks, like just one of those girls with a long ass name that you have to say all three of them <laughs> when you introduce me. <laughs> Yeah, and, and stuff like that. That's kind of where I was because I stepped up into my first title as Dutch X as Adele Doe. Um, mm. And I, I didn't like it from the jump, but it was like it stuck and it was like there because it went with like the family name from Jane Doe. Um, and I was mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to become a part of a new family, like there's no better time to change the name than now. Um, and I was like, fuck it. So I'm changing my name. I'm going to like change the look of my drag. I'm going to do all the things that like come with killing off your old drag persona and bringing someone new. And, and that's when I went to like getting the hairs and like trying to make my makeup look better and getting outfits. And after Kimberly Michelle West with that fucking bitch said that my drag was very pedestrian. It really made me set <laughs> my, my game up. I love that. And one thing I wanted to touch on, I, I was bringing this up to someone recently. Uh, oh, it was Babylon Brooks, actually. <laughs> oh, my doppelganger. Uh, yeah, your doppelganger. <laughs> and apparently, and the funny thing is, it's like, it, you you both kind of look a little bit similar, but then when Babylon, but Babylon's game is kind of stepping up, 
uh, wow, now it's going to sound like an insult for the next thing I'm about to say. <laughs> but like when she was like kind of coming up, the way she did her drag, she kind of looked like Shandy Evans, like until her drag changed. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it just feels like an insult all around for everybody. Um, but it's, it's not. I love all three of you. All three of you are very Girl, great at drag. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I'm like I, I feel like I have like my own little like brand and like my own image, but. Mm-hmm. Um, from the start, I always got Sativa Goddamn Jones, and then I went. Oh wow! Yeah, and then I went, <laughs> and then I went to Shandy Evans. Um, I actually almost got into a fight at a bar because someone thought I was Sativa, and I was like, "No, I'm not. I promise. I'm Adele, though. Like, don't fight me, but <laughs> don't. don't get it twisted because you can catch him if you want to." <laughs> um, and then uh, I started getting. What's that one bitch's name? Amy to kill Phoenix. God, I have like a brain fart for a second. Sorry, girl. Um, I started getting Amy and I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Like, if I'm going to be considered, like, we're getting somewhere. And now, literally, everybody in Portland thinks I'm Babylon Brooks, except for Stag PDX, because I was like, I could just go in and say I'm Babylon Brooks and hopefully they'll let me back in since I'm 86. But, oh, no <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, because, like, I actually think sometimes it's like it is a compliment sometimes when people think that you're other people, especially when they have like really good skills. Like, like absolutely. Amy, Amy has great makeup skills. Her hair is awesome and she performs super well. Sure. But like when it's the look, cause that's what people are recognizing is the look and that the look is solid. You're just like, wow. Yes. Give it up for her. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Yeah. People are like, I love when you performed at brunch the other day and I was like, me too. You're welcome. Yep. Amy to kill Phoenix and live in person. Hello. <laughs> Did you forget to give me money? Yeah, I was like, do you want to make any additional tips? Uh, my Venmo is Barbie Valentine. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so uh, let's. Uh, so I wanted to talk t- about your sisterhood that you have with your friends. I was talking to Babylon about it, and because all of you, oftentimes, probably not always. Like, we'll show up and show out for each other at different gigs for each other and things like that and tip each other and woo for each other and get each other to the gig and home from the gig safely. And so how did that sisterhood kind of form? Um, I mean, I guess it all started when Shima had asked me to uh, be a be Valentine. So there's two uh, kind of tiers to the Valentines. There's the Valentines, which is like Vivica Valentine, and then she has all her um like daughters sons like cravens of valentine there's so many mm-hmm. of them there's like so many that i can't even keep count so when shima asked me she was like you're not going to be like a valentine so vivica won't be like your drag mom you're going to be a b valentine which is under me so like shima's mm-hmm. a valentine she took on the b to kind of like separate herself and take on her own little crowd um mm-hmm. and people don't know this but kimberly michelle west but it's also a valentine hey girl yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the sisterhood like started because uh, Kim Shima and Malibu, uh, who's our new reigning princess, uh, mm-hmm. go way back. Like they go the fish market, they go just way, way, way back. So Malibu's not a Valentine, but she's still a sister um, in her own right. Uh, so mm-hmm. it all just kind of started. Like I mainly started hanging out with like Shima and like going out with Shima, and it took the rest of them a a little bit to like warm up and like see what I was like really about and like how dedicated I was and kind of all the things that come with taking on a new family member. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and now we all hate each other and we hate hanging out with each other. Uh, so it's like a genuine <laughs> sisterhood. I love that. Like they're so disrespectful, but I'm like, you're my sister. So I, I have to take it. And it, it never comes from a place of like malice or like being just cold hearted. They're just disrespectful bitches and they're so rude, but I absolutely adore all of my, all of my sisters and all of my like extended drag family. And I'm like, Hey, we're all here for each other. So we have our good days. We have our bad days and we have everything in between. Yeah, I get that. I I really do get that. As a person who has two of the most volatile children in their drag family, <laughs> who are wild freaks of nature, Just and I love them both freaks. dearly. Absolutely. Good God, them both. There's <laughs> so many stories about those kids. Um, yeah, it can be really amazing support and sometimes you can be really horrible with each other and then you can still love each other which is also really i mean i will say that i'm still relatively new i've only been a valentine for a little over a year now so i haven't had those like really hard times that like kim and shima have gone through because they've they've been a part of each other's lives for many many years um but in my in my times of need like i know that i can go to them for whatever uh, and then yeah. in their times of need, like they know that I'm always here for them, whether it's needing a ride or borrowing something or something more out of like drag, because we're not just like a drag family. Like, I feel like we really become really good friends and like an actual family mm. because we do stuff like we go out to dinner, we go out to events that aren't drag related. And we have those kind of more intimate moments where aside from drag and aside from empresses and aside from titles, it's like. I'm not going to give their, you know, their, their real names because nobody wants to know them by their real name, but like, we have our jokes, we have our, our little puns and it, it's just, it's becoming something that I've wanted. And I've, I've always thought of like drag as being a part of something like this. And I'm like, I have that. So I'm like, I'm so blessed. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So do you, do you all, when you hang out outside of drag, do you call each other by your drag names? Um, yeah, we do. Um, unless we're like poking fun at each other because we all have, uh, kind of basic generic names except for Shima. Um, <laughs> and so like everybody, like nobody knows Kim's real name. Yeah, I have no uh, idea. <laughs> And so when, like, when she's doing something, I'm like, Kim, Kimberly, Kimmy. And she's, like, just not, like, here, I'll yell her, like, boy name. And then she's like, bitch, what? And I'm like, well, now that I have your attention, why I'm here, can you, like, answer my question, please? Can I borrow hair? Can I borrow hair? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, for the most part, we do um, just call each other by our drag names. Yeah. I think it's just the easiest way so we don't have... 75 different names that we're trying to remember because I am horrible with names. Absolutely horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm like, if you just give me one one solid name, that's what I'm going to call you. Yeah, that's actually, that actually brings me to the story I wanted to bring up about you. So, because oh, um, I, because once again, I've only lived here for a little over two years and I was bombarded with a thousand and a half drag entertainers and I didn't know any of their names. 
Um, <laughs> and it still took me a while to learn most of their names. I mean, honestly, I still and don't know so, a lot of people's names. I'm like, okay, I know your face. Who is this? Who is this? Ah, okay, there you are. Yeah, oh my gosh. And that's what's always really good. That, By the way, that's partially why Autumn with her autistic ass is always with me is because she remembers everyone's yeah. name. And so I'm like, who's guess that? And she's like, it's blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I had a moment with you. And it's funny because you were wearing, like, I think Barbie sweatpants. <laughs> and I didn't, like, and I just didn't, because I'm, I'm also, this is so weird. Like, people don't really know this, but, like, I am awkward around people I think I might yeah. know. I'm that's, I'm the most awkward then. Same. Because I'm just like, I don't think I And, like, because oftentimes I always just think, I was like, if we did have a reaction and I don't remember you, it's just probably because you either hate me, but when you're in a new city, it's just because your brain is, like, trying to process right. all of these people. And then I never really saw you out of drag, um... Also, and if I had, I don't even remember it because there were so many people. And so I remember <laughs> Carly J. Phoenix was the one, J. Bangles. Yeah, Carly Ooh, J. Bangles. R.A.P. <laughs> Phoenix. Carly J. Bangles was like, she's like, oh yeah, Barb told me once that like you just didn't recognize her and then you just treated her as such. And I was like, oh, yeah. crap. So I sent you a message. I'm like, whoops, sorry. Well, I, that was at Local Lounge, rest in peace, Local Lounge. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Car like so the thing that people like don't know about Carly and I is like we absolutely hate each other, and I cannot stand fucking hanging out with her. But we, um, <laughs> uh, we tend to like ground each other and like level each other out on things that we're like thinking too much into. That particular <laughs> night, uh, I remember because it's still it's just like one of those things. Now looking back, it's like it's funny because I didn't have a reason to be like upset. Um. So you like announce everybody on stage and I'm sitting there like, you can't see me, but I'm looking around the room like, when's my turn to be called? Uh, (laughs) And then like the show went on and I was like, this bitch didn't even call my name up. (laughs) And so like I skewed with it and like we finished the show and then we got in the car and like the door shut and I was like, Bitch, let me fucking tell you why I'm so fucking angry right now. And Charlie's like, here we go. I'm like, this bitch didn't even call my fucking name. I went up and I said hello to her. Like, I acknowledged her. And she didn't say mm-hmm. nothing. And Carly goes, you do realize you're not in drag right now. And I was like, like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like... Oh, yeah, because I don't normally come out outside of drag. Like, if I'm going to a drag show or, like, an event in Portland that has drag queens, I'm like, I go out in drag. So people know me in drag. They don't know me out of drag. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? That tracks. I guess I'm not (laughs) mad about it anymore, but it would have been nice to be like, hi, everybody. Wrist, wrist, elbow, elbow, touch the pearls, blow a kiss. Wow, that is exactly what we all do. Yeah. Yeah. The... Oh my goodness. Yeah, I remember. I remember that moment, and I was because I felt so bad about it when Carly told me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah." I'm just really trying to learn everybody still, and it was like out of drag. And I do. Oh my gosh, I will admit this on the podcast. I will lie when people are like, "Coco, it's blah blah blah." I'm like, "Girl, I know. I was just joking." And for some reason, people have started to believe me when I said that, Same. and I. I, I don't know what you look like out of drag, I, anyone. <laughs> um, I've had multiple, like, fr- 
friends because like i'll have some of like my straight friends come out and they're like you didn't like introduce me to who they are and i'm like honestly because i didn't fucking know their name and I be like, oh, this is so-and-so. And they're like, I'm actually not. I'm like, I would rather just be like, oh my god, hello, how are you? This is my friend, Rachel, or this is my friend, whoever. And then they're like, oh my god, hi, I'm Coco, or like whoever they are. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's who it is. Okay, fuck, now I remember. Like, I'm a face person. I will remember your face. Oh, yeah. Like, until the day I go to my grave. But, like, names, there's just so many freaking names throwing so around. Many names. Like, my my little tiny brain can't can't keep track of all that yeah I, it's honestly it's been kind of alarming here especially and then the other thing is when people come back to the scene this is one thing i really appreciate about kimberly actually is like kimberly will like i don't know how she does this but kimberly can wade through the most difficult of situations and like sure. she'll be like that's like she'll just even offer it that's that person. She hasn't been in the scene in a long time. Yeah. Like stuff like that. She'll just offer that information to the room. So all of us are less confused about like what's happening. And Autumn's also really good about that too. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, cause Autumn worked at Embers for like 8,000 years yeah. apparently. And so she knows everyone because of that too. And she'll be like, oh yeah, they used to perform at Embers is usually what she says Yeah, to me. it's kind of scary because both, actually all of my sisters, so Kim, Shima, Malibu, Kenzie, they all like know everybody and, like, someone new will come on. I'm like, bitch, who the fuck is that? I've never seen her before. And Kim's like, oh, girl, that is this person. And I'm like, how do you retain this knowledge? <laughs> like, and it's especially crazy when they start talking about, like, the court system. And, like, oh, yeah. titles that they've had. And, like, right before investitures, we were, like, talking about it. And Kim was like, well, where'd that dress go that you wore for your, like, Gay Portland 27 years ago, like, that one was cute, or they'll just, like, they have these, like, this, like, extensive knowledge of, like, drag and, like, people and looks that have just happened so long ago, and I'm like, I don't even know what I had for breakfast, and that was three or four hours ago. Like, yeah. y'all are crazy. Yeah. Honestly, I just... I... <laughs> So, because I, so, well, let's get into investors. Oh, gosh, that word is so hard for me to pronounce. Like, my <laughs> dyslexia is, like, coming out real hard with that. Um, you and your table kind of sound behind me. Actually, you didn't really sit at all. Um, <laughs> no, my, my toe still hurts. <laughs> Honestly. So, actually, go ahead and explain to everybody what investors is. <laughs> um, I'll explain it how I interpret it, it as. Um <laughs> So every year they obviously elect a new emperor and empress. Um, and then the prince and princess from the past reign will kind of overlap to like be the backup for the emperor and empress, the new ones. That's really confusing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to like explain it any other way. Uh, but investitures sure. are when they invest um, given titles. So like they do the first lady, the first gentleman, the prince, the princess, and then they give out community titles. Um, so, w which you were there, you saw, but for the people that weren't there, um, you just, you get like these little paper awards and it's pretty much just the emperor and empress, like acknowledging um, like what you've done for them or how they interpret you, like what you did for the community. So a lot of like past title holders, past um, emperor, empresses, um, past princes, princesses, they all, kind of get invested into the new reign as something like they make up the name. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got invested as the first lady, uh, which 
it's from what I've heard, it's like it's not a um, a huge title like Gate Oregon, Gate Portland, but it's just something that mm-hmm. is an aid to the Emperor and Empress, which I was like, I am fine with. I just want to hold that diamond scepter, and I just want to look cute, and I just want to feel <laughs> powerful for once in my drag career. Um, yeah. So yeah, so investors they do it every year. Um, it's mainly for inducting the new prince and princess, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of it's just kind of like fillers. The the people who they want to be acknowledged get acknowledged, and I think you got one, didn't you? I did. Yeah, both you and Adam think, got one. Yeah, me and Adam both got one, which was really nice. And we were there representing as um, current reigning arch is always just not necessarily how that's said. The reigning um, Miss and Mister Sweetheart uh, were reigned thirty three. So. Uh, that is so they also call it the PNP mm-hmm. for the Party Prince and play. Princess. Hey, don't hurt Party and, <laughs> and um and it uh so stepping down was Glitter John and Devlin Lynn mm-hmm. Phoenix, who is a really good friend of mine. And also with that, so that's all part of the Imperial Sovereign Rose Court. Correct. Um Yes, and it it was a beautiful event, and the tickets were twenty or twenty five dollars, something like that, to get in. The food was actually pretty good. It was a taco bar. It was a whole it was a whole experience. And yeah, so your group was sitting behind my group, and everybody was just dressed to the nines with their five costume changes <laughs> um, throughout the evening. Even for people who didn't do much, were changing costumes yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> it's like um, the thing that I struggle with is I have two sides of drag with it where I'm like, I have Kimberly Michelle Westwood who seems to always have something new. Like she -hmm. might like wear something that she wore before, but she wears it with a total different outfit. So it makes it brand new. Mm -hmm. And then I've got Shima. Peplums and a baseball tee. (laughs) Shima actually told me she was like, like when I started, she was like, girl, just, find a look and go with it. She was like, why do you think I wear the peplum? I don't have to pad. I don't have to tuck. I don't have to do anything crazy. I'm comfortable. If I want to mm-hmm. go pee, girl, I lift my skirt up, I go pee and I'm done. She's like, look yep. at Kimberly in that stupid, ugly outfit that she's wearing, which by the way, it's not <laughs> ugly, but it's just our way of like <laughs> hating on her, but like secretly mm-hmm. wishing we could wear it. Uh, but she's like, yeah. look at that fucking ugly outfit that she has to wear. She has to take off. She has to unzip it. She has to take the skirt off. She has to take 17 layers of tights down, take her pads down just to go pee. It takes her 20 minutes to go pee. Do you want to be her or do you want to be me? And I was like, girl, I want to be you. I'm like, I'm wear a high-waisted skirt with a, a little leotard and mm-hmm. call it good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's when that fucking feckless cunt, Kimberly Michelle Westwood. Ugh. <laughs> My drag is so pedestrian. And from then on, I was like, I bought pads, I bought tights, I bought all this stuff to, like, get that look. Because I was like, I love you, Shima girl. You my sister. But, like, I want to be Kimberly Michelle Westwood. Yep. And I I swear, that whole thing, like, my, the older I, so I've been doing drag roughly for, like, nine years. And I the level of co- how important comfort is starts to go up Ugh. the longer you do yeah. it. Cause like I, cause there, there was a night that, so, um, for right before the PNP, I went, I went, Devlin had her back alley drag show that, mm. that I saw you at. Right. And she, you know, she invited us all to do like one number, um, which is fine. And like, but I was like, okay, so this is my night that I'm going out and drag. 
like, you know, like you and your girls do. Just tonight I'm going out in drag because I'm doing one number. I probably won't even sweat. And I was like, and because I'm a sweaty girl. She is a sweaty girl. (laughs) So I was like, I want to look cute, though. And I was like, but I also want to be able to pee. So there was just like, like, for me, it's like the cuter I am, the less like the less likely I am going to be able to pee. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like that give and take. Cause I like, I recently and recently, I mean like June, July started like padding and wearing tights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, I would rather just be miserable and hold my bladder than to go into a tiny little bathroom. And people don't understand like drag Queens. I'm like, it doesn't take mm-hmm. me uh, 30 seconds to go pee. So like yeah, it's process. Yeah, like when I'm in the bathroom and the bathroom door is closed, don't don't knock on the door. When that door opens, you'll know that I'm done. I'm like yeah, people they do like knock. Pound on, and there's been times where I'm like I've been going pee and like I'm you know in the process of like putting my body back on and getting all like sucked in and like stunning. Mm-hmm. And people want to pound on the door and I'm like, hi, I'm fucking in here. I'm a drag queen. <laughs> drag queen. I like I have to get put back into this so please quit fucking pounding on the door because you're gonna piss me off like stop that real quick and then they're yeah like, it takes it's oh, a whole sorry, I didn't. well the door's locked it's shut <laughs> when you knocked the first time i said occupado <laughs> like what more do you want me to fucking do bitch but it's i'm like there are times where i'm just like you know what i'm gonna try to get away with just wearing like a little maxi dress and like ease my natural body and I'm like, you look like a gourd. Like, put your corsets <laughs> on, put your pads on, get that like that shape, and just deal with it. Go pee before you leave. Don't drink too much. Just take shots, and you'll be good. Yeah, that's why I wore my breast form for the first uh, year, the full year. I was living in Portland, and breast forms are heavy, and they warm you up too. But you know, when you perform in them, I always say this: like when you got the titties, like people want to put money in them, yeah. and it's fine. And but yeah, like those those are also just weighing me down consistently, and they also change your equilibrium, which people don't ever really seem to talk oh, about. I can totally see. Yeah, you become very very top heavy, and like it's just like when like if you like drop a dollar bill and you have to bend over to get it you're like okay i'm gonna fall right like, you know what is that dollar so bill like really worth it uh, i don't know that's one piece <laughs> no. of drag that i'm just like refused to do i'm like you talked me into pads you talked me into tights you talked me into outfit i'm not wearing a breastplate yeah it's uh it's a it's a like you'll love what it does for you but you'll also hate what it does yeah. for you because my thing is back to my peeing story is like, if I get really <laughs> drunk, I can't, I can't remember. Cause a lot of bathrooms don't have mirrors, mm-hmm. which sucks. Like, it's just like they don't have full body mirrors. So like, I'll forget what layers and which pieces I'm wearing. So it takes me forever to yeah. get out of it. And then I finally pee. And then my brain comes back on because I'm a little less drunk. And then I'm like, wait a second, how the hell do I get this all back on? And then I can't see it because the boobs are right there. Like, I can't see any <laughs> of it. Like, because the mirror will come down to, like, kind of my waist right. a little bit, but, like, not enough. And so you're just like, wait a second, I'm trying to... Oh, God, it's like a whole journey. It's a whole journey. <laughs> I'm like, do I even really want to do drag anymore? Because I'm exhausted <laughs> and I've only been doing it for two and some change years, like... I think you should, you definitely have a good future in this. Your drag is really polished. And if you ever do start performing, you have half the game down. Yeah. And I, that's like my thing. Cause 
Fima and I have talked about it. She's like, you're my sister. Like, you're now part of the reign. We're going to be doing numbers together. And I'm like, I just, I don't like performing. I don't get, like, <laughs> like there you have those people, which I give them kudos and I'm jealous of them where they're like, I just have this like thrill about performing and being in front of the crowd. Like it just, ha- and I'm like, really? Because I feel like I'm about to shit myself when I go on stage. Yeah. Like I would rather just be cute in the crowd with my little cocktail, my purse on one arm, my dollar bill like this, ready to give it to someone. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, I'm like in my house when music comes on, I'm like, hey, body yeah, you can't see, but I'm body yaddy. And I'm like, I have I can perform if I wanted to. I'm just like, ah, it's so much work. Well, yeah, hopefully it's, it's well and that's that's something I like about you though. Like I so um we'll talk just real briefly about stag a little Ugh. bit. Is um, okay, since you brought ever since you when I used to see you in there, like Barb would come in and she'd be twerking on like a table or you know on a wall or something like that, and just like getting down. But also like Barb was one of those girls that she said, you know, multiple times during this, you know, like don't also fuck with her because she'll beat you up, um, which is also true. Like Barb was always squaring up. Like like what are we doing? Like, listen, <laughs> I got jumped by a bunch of bitches in downtown Portland, so I'm like my guard is always up. Did you? Yes, come February 26th, I, I will be off probation, and y'all hoes are going to get these hands. <laughs> You're going to get these I hands. I don't know if that's a real or joke. <laughs> no, it's no joke. I got jumped by four straight girls in downtown Portland. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. All because they thought I was talking shit. I'm like, girl, Hennessy got me drunk in the corner of this elevator. Y'all yanked my ass out of this elevator and went to town, and I got arrested, and I have a record now because I beat all y'all bitches up. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That is I'll so I'll send you my, my mugshot when we get off this. Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sound so excited. Yes, I would love to see your mugshot. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, actually, you you were never a person I would ever want to really f with. Anyway, you were always you you hold you hold a lot of confidence. Okay. Um, when you like when you're just kind of out and about, and even when you're kind of like goofing off, there's still an air of confidence. It's like I'm goofing off because I'm confident enough in this in my skin to do it right now. Right. Like kind of stuff. Like like you can see that, and like you're just one of those people, just like with Shaniqua, who's goofy as hell, but like nobody would ever want to fuck with her. Literally, I'm like I Shaniqua girl. Listen, if you ever want to fight me, like, please send me a message first because I will not come out because I know your ass will dust me from left to right, up and down, front. No, thank you. I need to see out of my left eyeball. And she would do it looking stunning, too. That's the shitty part. Oh, gosh. My favorite story to tell about Shanika, which I've told her I tell everybody this, is, like, a fight was breaking out, and, like, she didn't really give a crap about the fight. But, like... And, like, they were, it was getting heavy. There was a bunch of people involved. And then the girl looked at Shaniqua and said something. One of the girls in the fight said, looked at Shaniqua and said something stupid. Shaniqua looked at her man. She looked at the girl. And she pulled off her weave, threw it at her man, and started walking at the girl. And everybody was like, no! I believe it. Oh, it was, like, it was just not even, it was so funny. And they have that connection, too, where it's like... Also, girl, this fucking White Claw Surge, it's my first one, and I'm already, like, feeling it, so I'm going to start uh, <laughs> talking off. Um, I love White Claw Surges. They're, so they're good. real good. Uh, they have that connection where it's, like, it's the look where she was, like, I'm going to give you my hair. Don't fuck it up. 
respectfully. Yes. I'm going to go beat this bitch's ass. And then you can hold it up like this so I can just dip my head back into it, flip it back, and we're going to go back to the hotel and check our tails. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. And it's so true. It's so true. Oh, goodness. So um, we worked real briefly together at Stag PDX. <laughs> Um, you were the Saturday night host. I was. How did you? <laughs> I love these past tense terms we're both using. Um, so why? Um, how did you get into working there? Um, so when they uh, when they closed down after that one shithole owner had it, it was like they just go from shithole owner to shithole <laughs> owner to shithole owner. Like, can we have someone that's like quality own this bar for once? Because it has potential. Oh, it has like potential to be a really good fucking bar. Um, Mm -hmm. so when they closed down, uh, COVID kind of was a part of that. So they closed for COVID and they like remodeled and like did all this stuff. And Carly was the only one that was, um, working to like keep the entertainment open pretty much. So she was like, I like, I can't host seven days a week. Would you consider hosting? And I was like, Girl, you know that I don't like being a... Where's that microphone? Hey, bitches! What's good? Back at it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so she asked me to do it, and I work a Monday through Friday job, so I'm like, I can't... Like, the only day that I would be able to do it comfortably would be Saturday, because I don't have any plans. Right. If I get fucked up, I can, like, recoup Sunday before I have to go to work Monday. Yeah. But it took Absolutely. Saturdays. Um and despite everything, I actually genuinely had a really good time, and I was hoping that that mm-hmm. would kind of, like, uh, gateway me into being more comfortable, like, on stage and performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got, I quit, got fired, got 86, got 86 again, so that came to a, an abrupt halt. But, yeah, so she pretty <laughs> much just asked me, she was like, I just need some coverage and, like, someone else to take a day or two. So I took Saturdays as, like, mm-hmm. a, a test trial thing, and liked it and enjoyed it and did it for a couple months. And then I met my demise. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. You went out and, um, cause I was witness. You went out in a fiery blaze of glory. I sure did in a way that I appreciate. Um, <laughs> I sure did. And listen, <laughs> in in the the time that it happened, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. Like I just fucked myself from going to this bar, but I was like, no, because my values mean more to me than going to a bar. Like, right. there's no space that I, like, wouldn't have done that at. If if that scenario was at, like, CC's or Silver's or Queen's Head, I was like, I would have done the same thing. I would have done the fair. same thing because what I stand for means more to me than being able to go into a bar and pay for an overpriced cocktail. Well, and honestly, it's... I know that as drag artists, like, because I also have a nine to five, Monday through Friday, um, and I have a quite a few different side hustles. Yeah, you do. Um, outside of drag, yeah, I'm very busy. Um, but one of the things that I love to believe, I have a high moral code within myself. Like, I love to believe that that's true. But like, I'm also about getting like my whole family is like this way. Like, get your coin, get, get your coin, get your money, get your coin, get your money. Like, if you have an opportunity to make like a like a lump sum of change, then like add it to the pot, right? right? And that's what can keep you in your lavish lifestyle. That's almost how exactly every single person in my family operates. But we all have this like code about like what we will accept for ourselves mm-hmm. and what we will give up and what we will compromise. And working um, 
working at any place, I won't even say just stag, like working at any place that's like compromising that is always so challenging for drag artists because Portland is very notorious for not paying. Right. So when you have a gig that pays, it's really hard to walk away because you know, even if you get five gigs in the next week, maybe only two of them will have a booking. And then if it's only a tip spot, you got to hope the crowd is good, but you'll never know that mm-hmm. until day of. So like, I get it. Like, I think this is the funny thing about like working at stag too, is I think that, Everybody kind of got that, like that kind of that mentality. Everybody kind of understood um, about the coinage situation. Kind of. Yeah. And I, um, I went into it with like kind of a closed mind um, because I, I knew the past of it. So I was like, I'm not holding my breath on this. Like my nine to five pays my bills, like whatever. The money that I was getting from stag was just to kind of fund buying more drag. So I was like, if yep. I lose it, it's not it's not gonna like be detrimental to me. And that's why I was never um like sour about other people staying and not quitting when I did, because I'm like, I'm not gonna like knock someone for getting money. Like, if you're still right. good and you don't have problems and you wanna stay here, have at it. Like that's yeah. that's all on you. I'm not ever gonna talk shit about that. I'm not ever gonna give you shit for staying. Um I have the capacity and I'm lucky for that. And some people don't have that. So I understand, but I'm like, I have the capacity to quit and still survive. So yeah. I don't need this. And that's one of the things that was thrown on my face was like, well, you need this money. And I'm like, <laughs> need money. No, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I could use the money. I don't need the money. Like, that's the difference. Like using and needing the money are two very different things. Um, yeah, I'll just have to rewear some of the same drag for a little while, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so like, before I took the job, I was like, I would set aside, you know, a couple dollars here and there. And then when I would save up enough money and see something like, oh, I have money in my drag fund, I could buy that. So mm. I'm like, I will always be able to buy new stuff. It just might not be as quick as I was with getting the money from that bar. Um, yes. But I'll survive. I'm not, I'm not sad about it. I'm not. Like, I knew something like this would eventually come up because I have a mouth. Like, if I see things, I'm not just going to roll with the punches. If it offends me, if it bothers me, I'm going to say something. And, like, yeah. it, what happened, the way it happened, I was like, yeah, I could have went about it differently. But I also talked to, like, Kim and Shima, and they're like, girl, like, it's not worth it. Like, you should just walk away. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sissy that walk and I'm gonna say some shit and mm-hmm. let it be known how I feel and then I will walk away. I get that. I fully get that. Cause I I've had to step away from gigs in the past and things like that and like there's a, just there's like a whole we won't get in all of it, but there's like a whole idea about who you can perform with, where you can perform that exists in Portland at a level that I think doesn't really exist in other places. Um, and it's just like, because a venue is not necessarily made up specifically just of the owner, patrons, performers, bartenders, cooks, Mm -hmm. like it's made up of all of these different people and the patrons continually change. So I don't necessarily, especially after working at local, I don't necessarily look at venues as a whole anymore. I look at it as parts, um, like people, people that are making it toxic because like queer spaces are important. I get that. But like there are when people are making a space so toxic that people are like, you know, I can't even be in this place or I can't even work here. And it's more so work. I can't even work here anymore. This place is so toxic for X, Y, Z reasons. Like then that can be addressed with that one specific 
toxic piece of that place and then get it changed or hopefully make it better. And that was the thing with, with stag is like, I genuinely love like the people that I worked with minus that one individual. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, I enjoyed the, for the most part, the environment, but I was like that one person just soured the whole entire place and continues to do that. And like, until it comes under new ownership, that's how it's going to be. And I was like, I'll probably be 86th until we get someone new in there. But at the same time, yeah. if that's what has to be, then that's what has to be. And I still stand by what I did and what I said and how I went about it. And at the end of the day, I'm not losing any sleep about not being able to go to a toxic environment. Yeah. Cause you don't need that. Yeah. And like, I absolutely get that. So switching gears, I have my last two, um, kind of subject one's more of a point but and then i have a question for you but uh so you which a lot of people don't know this that COVID event that we threw for sweethearts when barb was dutch x um was actually that event only existed because of barb like barb and i who like you know we both do drag like so we talked or whatever um but we never really we never really had a private message before not really outside of me apologizing to her for forgetting who she was (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And she wrote me after a sweetheart's meeting and was like, Hey, if you really want to do this COVID event, I can probably help you get this off the ground and did all of the connections and got all the email chains and whatever she did behind the scenes. And so that event that we talk about frequently in sweethearts wouldn't have happened at all without Barb. Like, could we have maybe found a way to get it there? Possibly, but Barb got it there quickly. So how did you go about doing that? Um, So I have, and a lot of people don't know this about me. They just think I'm some like ditzy broad, like mm-hmm. walking the streets in a pair of six inch heels. Um, I actually have worked in the medical field since I was 18. Um, oh, gosh. So going on almost 12 years now, bitch, I'm about, about to be 30 in April. Oh, heavens. Um, wow. But yeah, since I was 18, I started working in the medical field. And um, most recently, I was at OHSU and they were very big on. Like, you need to be vaccinated. Like, we know what you hear about, like, the pros and cons to being vaccinated, but there's more pros than there are to cons. And actually, at the time of that event, I wasn't vaccinated because I had my own um, insecurities or worries or whatever it was that I was having. I'm now fully vaccinated. Uh, yes. But I reached out just, you know, being in the medical field, you have all sorts of connections. And if I don't have the direct connection, then someone I know has that connection. Uh, so I just literally emailed my boss and I was like, Hey, like, I know, you know about like my drag and like what we do in the title that I have. Um, one of my counterparts wants to throw, um, a vaccine event. Would there be any way that OHSU could either sponsor it or donate or help or whatever? And it was like, Two seconds later, she was like, bing, message this person, send this person an email, the same thing you sent me. And then they can, because they were like the, like the lead of the vaccine clinic for yeah. like employees. Um, so I just sent the email and I was like, hey, like, um, I, like you don't know me, but like, I'm so-and-so, I do drag, like, I'm a part of this organization. Another title holder wants to set up a vaccine drive uh, for... Not specifically POC, but, like, more directed to the POC community who are kind of more nervous to go to, like, Mm -hmm. a hospital or who might not have the means or the funds to go to a hospital or a clinic to get those. Um, And she's really trying to get the minority population vaccinated. Is there anything that we can do to help? 
And I looped you into the email and was like, this is Coco. Um, this is what they're trying to do. And then from there, it was just like, yeah, let us know when and where and how we can help. And we will do the best we can to help. And it sounds like it was uh, a success. I wasn't able to attend. But... It, it was a success. I mean, we didn't have a ton of people show up. But like I said, the event would be amazing if we got even just one person wow. vaccinated, especially under the Sweetheart's title. Like, cause I wanted to do that, like for that group. But I also, I said, I just wanted it to not like, I put a lot of myself on the line mm-hmm. to make that good. Like I was in Facebook public fights with people about it. Like people saying I was stupid, like, because people were like not wanting to get vaccinated and like a whole bunch of things, people attacking local, like just so many things to try to make that event not happen or like try to make it not a success actually in certain capacities too. And like, so I said, as long as I have one person show up, I'm fine. And like, we had our very first person get vaccinated before we opened, which was just beautiful. Um, which before we even started. So like, and then we did get uh, black and brown people vaccinated too during that event. So it was a hundred percent success for the heart of the reason that we wanted to do it, which was hopefully get that community vaccinated. But the reason our numbers were so low is that there was a, a vaccine drive up the road that was offering like, I think like $200 gift cards or something wow. like that to get vaccinated. And we just did not, yeah. we were like, well, okay. We're like we're offering cookies <laughs> and refreshments, but just to get <laughs> yeah. vaccinated because this shit's not going to go away. Right. No. And I recently, which I know Carly told you about, I recently had a uh, run in with um, some of the, folks from stag about like an outbreak that happened there mm-hmm. and you said i uh, told one... you about it she sure did i know she did <laughs> and no it, you know it what? was true uh... i just i can't handle this i'm gonna i'm spiraling <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so on december 12th i had a show at stag and um every single and it's funny i just took another pcr Cause I'm not this lucky and I will say this, like, so like a few days after my event, one of my cast members was like, Oh, I'm positive for COVID. And then literally in the show chat, somebody was like, Hey, I just tested positive. Somebody else was like immediately after it's like, I just tested positive. And then the cast member who told me they tested positive the day before I was like, this person also tested positive. So I said, rest of the cast members get tested. And, um, so they did. And they also were all positive as well. And so um, me and Adam, who, well, I was hosting and Adam was DJing. uh, And we both got tested and PCR'd like aggressively. And we were negative. And I did not believe that that could be true. So I actually quarantined myself at home from work because I'm not that lucky. And and I know I I did find out that... um, well, actually, no, I'll just say it this way. I am boosted as well. Um, and I was like, maybe that had something to do with it. And um, so I, I was boosted. And so I was like, maybe that was why. And then I did I did rapids every single day from different clinics and organizations. All were negative. I just did another PCR with my doctor uh, two days ago as well. Because the 12th is obviously a long time ago now. It's almost 12 days ago. And so two days ago, I did another PCR and it was also negative. I was like, okay, so I need to stop testing myself to death. <laughs> she doesn't have it. Like, <laughs> God, she didn't have it. She didn't get it. Girl, your, your sinuses must be. Ooh. 
Oh God! After a while, I started getting turned on by it. No, I'm just I'm <laughs> doing it so aggressively. Just like, all right, girl, let's go for it. Like, oh goodness! But no, she, she, me, and my husband, we just got away from that. And I'm, I'm thankful, and I am really hurt because a lot of my closest friends have COVID right now. It is kind of spreading, and I think it is the new variant. It's spreading very aggressively in the in the Portland queer community. Like every time I open up Facebook Messenger, like somebody is dropping out of a show chat because they're positive or they have exposure. Um, and this variant is really aggressively flying through. And so um, it's just like this little small PSA, like I, I don't really know what to say to keep you from getting it because like people were being pretty okay with their masks and whatever. A lot of the people were vaccinated, but this new variant is just coming through hard she's coming back with a vengeance um yeah. i know there was uh, a facebook post that mentioned that someone from uh the pnp ball came down with covid and so i i feel like a lot of people just don't understand that there's so many options out there to keep yourself safe that you can do there's free testings there's free vaccinations yeah. like if you're not vaccinated we're not judging you but like please get vaccinated it's not going to go new anytime yeah. soon. If you feel like you have symptoms, drop out of a show. No one's going to hate drop you for out. keeping yourself and others safe from this. So it's like there's that that stigma where it's like back in the day, the HIV like pandemic or whatever we want to call it. Like, yeah, it's now living in 2021, 2022. But there's things that we can do nowadays to help and to reduce like stay home. You don't have to be out at the club. You don't have to be, I get it. It's hard to stay home because I'm not a homebody. I love being out, but I'm like, if I'm feeling like mm-hmm. I'm sick, bitch, my ass is going to be on my couch with an edible watching mm-hmm. Netflix for two weeks. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, cause one, I could use the rest. Um, it's true. And so I want people to be saved. Take charge of your life. Listen to everything that Barb is saying on that specific subject, because it is important. Um, and they were. They're some of my closest friends. And even though this variant doesn't seem to be taking people out in the way that the other ones had, um, it's still sad. And it's scary, mm-hmm. too, when your friends are like, oh, yeah, I'm positive. And, like, you don't know if they're vaccinated or not necessarily. And, like, so it's a whole thing. Um, but switching gears to something. So my last question that I have for you, which I told you to prepare for, is that Barbie Valentine, outside of you squaring up, um, if you got into a bar fight, (laughs) that's all I need, outside of you, who would you have on your side in a bar fight in the port, um, to win a bar fight from the Portland drag community? And you can pick three people and why. Okay. Um, so I've been thinking about this, uh, and I had some people picked out, but since you talked about Shaniqua Volt and your little story that you have with her, um, I would definitely <laughs> want her. Uh, mm-hmm. One, because I know she's down with the shits. Um, mm-hmm. she, like, very lovable, very, like, she respects you, she'll acknowledge you, she'll talk to you, but, like, don't fuck with her. Like, you yeah, do her dirty, see. you have the wraths. And I know she can throw hands <laughs> and look stunning doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to have her. Um, the second person I would have to have is Shima. Shima B. Valentine. Um, she told me a story of how 
there was like a little scuffle that like broke out. I forget out, outside of which bar, but she like did some damage. And she knows like I, I don't know if you've seen her perform, but she can do like roundhouse kicks and like all this shit. And I'm like, Shima's also down with the get down. Like <laughs> very lovable, very stupid, very like mm-hmm. fun and easy going, but like you fuck with her. And it'll be the last person you fuck with. Mm-hmm. So I need her, and I know her being my sister, like, she would go to... I don't know if... I don't want to say she'll go to jail for me, because I don't know if she would actually want to go to jail. But <laughs> I feel like she would go to jail for the right cause. Sure. Um, Makes sense. And then the third person, just because I would want the commentary and, like, the, like, comments and, like, just... what I know that she would probably fight too but i would love charisma oh yeah like Mm -hmm. don't hurt them are those fists giving (laughs) oh they are giving like don't hurt them (laughs) i just i feel like she would just make the fight like memorable and fun like it's fighting's not supposed to be fun because as someone who uh is a victim of being in a fight and now has a record (laughs) um I wouldn't want that to happen, but like I know that she would also get be on World Star and like recording. And if she had to, she would mm-hmm. throw hands. She always comes in the Crocs, so you know she's ready. But the she's always low, ready, and we'll be good. She and then I need my right that. hand, my left hand, and we good. <laughs> I love this. I love this side of Bard. This has actually been so great catching up with you. Um, we've never really gotten to talk like yeah, this it. without being interrupted by one of our friends or a drink or a performance. By the board members so this is actually... over-talking us and uh, <laughs> not letting us say what we need to say. That's also tea. Gosh, I guess we should have talked about Sweethearts a little bit more, but it's fine because we're at our time. <laughs> but um, so do, what are your social medias so the kids can follow you? God, everybody asks me this and I always forget because I've changed my social media um, so many times. Uh, my Facebook mm-hmm. isn't so active. Uh, I usually keep that more for like my personal, like obviously I have a lot of drag friends and stuff on there, um, but I don't post mm-hmm. much in drag. Uh, but on Facebook, mm-hmm. it's Derek Blake. Uh, Blake is mm-hmm. not my last name, which everybody thinks it is. Uh, oh. Shout out to the person that made me sign an NDA with my middle name instead of my last name. um uh and then on instagram (laughs) it's another little pun i I changed my instagram to barb the drag queen so just (laughs) b-a-r-b drag queen and every time i like a picture or comment on something people are like bitch i literally thought bob the drag queen commented on my picture i'm like nope just barb (laughs) um and then i don't release my twitter because that's uh, inappropriate for the, the children. That is, I did say, what is your social media for the kids? So that actually fits with that phrase. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so thank you so much for being on. This will be released today hey. that we're recording this after I edited it up a little bit. Um, this is, this really has been really great getting to know you a little bit better. Yes, and I'd love cool. to collab on events in the future too. I had the small joke I wanted to say is I really was like, I was super about 
I wanted an event with Barb hosting just so bad. I just wanted this thing. <laughs> I wanted to call it Barb's Bearded Playhouse, I think is what I wanted to call it. Or Barbie's Bearded Playhouse is what I wanted to call it. And, like, she would host the show and then, like, have all these bearded queens in it. And, like, it was going to be a whole effing spectacle. And I think I still might try to do it. And just aggressively keep asking Barb. And then having to probably lose dates because Barb's will say yes and then she'll say no and she'll have to cancel Listen here, bitch. Listen. Do not come for me like that. I will um I will say this to you. Uh I'm being forced. I am agreeing to this <laughs> under duress. Um but also the white claw stalking, the one white claw that I had, white girl wasted. Um I actually think that's a really great idea and I think we could mm-hmm. collaborate something. Um mm-hmm. I've never produced a show. I've never done any of that on the backside yeah. of that. So you would have to take the lead and help me. But if you, if that's something you want to take on, you want to deal with this beautiful disaster. Yeah. I think a one-time event and I don't like it. And actually we could even just make it a for-profit show too and give all the bearded people who get overlooked. Um, even though so many of you are pretty or have been on national platforms um, and have so many different skills like Barb's and I'm uh, sorry. Babylon is an amazing singer. Wow. You know, Diana has been on <laughs> uh, camp on a Kiki. You, your drag from top to bottom is like perfection. Like we people need to see these like summer rain included and like, summer rain. You know, get, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Getting all these people on stage in one show and just like calling it a day. Cause like one thing that's so great about that is it doesn't become making something the norm, like shows like black magic, making something the norm instead of the woo girl moment right. or the different moment. Like it just makes it to where it's just beautiful. Yeah. And that's the thing with Portland is there's so many like alternative looks and like new styles that are coming up that mm-hmm. if you don't fall under that, like pretty pageant or that talented dance, mm-hmm. like you just, I've seen a couple posts where people are like, I'm giving up drag for a little bit because I'm just not being seen in the capacity that I want to be seen, which is sad, yeah. but like, I get it. But yeah, I, if that's something that you want to collaborate on, um, I, I'll do it. <laughs> Yay. This is so <laughs> exciting. Now I have to end the podcast. So, um, because before you say no or change your mind, no, <laughs> once no, again, thank just you. kidding. No. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't want to do it. Um, thank you so much for being on, um, everybody. Um, on the website, it will have pictures of Barb at a gem of a secret podcast.com that will also link out to all of her approved social media that she gave me. <laughs> um, and then so also just look for her out and about in the community. She's always, Barb is one of the people who does always say hi to strangers. Um, if you say go up to her and say hi, I heard you on the podcast. She'd be super happy to talk to you. Super, super friendly. Get a drink with Barb. She's a good time. She's a good time girl, honestly. Get a couple drinks of her. She's a good time Listen, girl. A couple of vodka sprites <laughs> or a thought of vodka, and I'm twerking. <laughs> yes, I love it so much. Um, that's all I have. Thanks, Barb. Bye. Thanks, Coco. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. 
You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast. Com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at agemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.